Welcome. You are listening to the Smoky Acres podcast, and I'm your host, Charlie. You know, I've been thinking I maybe need a different intro there, something that maybe explains the podcast a little bit better about on the pursuit of a homestead lifestyle or trying to be more sustainable, something along those lines, but I haven't figured it out yet. So for now, I'm just saying hello And if you hear me switch it up at some point, don't be too alarmed. (laughs) I am just taking a break right now. I've been painting all day long, doing a bunch of flash sheets, you know, tattoo apprenticeship work. Been doing that most of the day here, so I just needed to take a break. I had dropped my paintbrush on white paper one too many times. So I needed to step away for a moment. And today's topic, well, it's Friday today, but you'll be listening to this Monday or later. And I just kind of wanted to dive more into zero waste or going plastic free or being more sustainable, however you want to look at it or phrase it. I kind of wanted to dive into that a little bit more today just because I feel like I've talked to bit about the hobby farm and projects that Kyle and I do, but one of my biggest passions is trying to get to a point where Kyle and I are completely self-sustainable, relying only on our own. If we could be off the grid and living off of only things that we could produce, that would be like the all-time dream, but unfortunately it's illegal in most states to live off the grid. So that won't be happening anytime soon. But we just are making our way towards being as sustainable as possible. And we're taking it kind of a slow approach because that just is what fits in, I think, with the modern world. We both grew up in families that didn't have a whole lot. So it wasn't like we had tons of luxuries or anything, but we still grew up in America in a home where consumerism is the lifestyle. And I think as you get older, if you decide that you want to produce less garbage or use less plastic or find ways to make things yourself, you kind of have to unlearn a lot of the habits that you were taught or that you grew up with trying to just stop all of those or get rid of everything all at once is just not a really realistic approach. I've read so many different articles and watched so many different shows and YouTube videos and documentaries about being zero waste and everyone collects their garbage in like a little jar and that's like all the garbage that they have in a year and they have like four articles of clothing and like brush their hair with a toothpick. That is not my goal. I still want to have some sort of comfortability. I want to be able to treat myself every once in a while. And I don't want to have such strict limitations on my life that I'm maybe not enjoying it as much as I I can. So I think I've had to figure out what being sustainable means to me and like the important aspect to it. I want to do my part in benefiting the environment that I live in and minimizing my waste and just 
using less plastic because we all know that that's a huge issue and although it seems like one person stopped eliminating the waste that they have or eliminating the plastic might not do much. I think if we were all just consciously thinking about the amount that we produce, the amount that we put in our garbage cans and in our recycling and all of that, that if we were consciously thinking about that and trying to minimize it, it would make a huge impact. So I like to think that although I might not be making a huge stamp in an environmental issue, I am making somewhat of an impact because it's at least two more people that aren't buying plastic water bottles at the store, for example. And I want to be able to pass on maybe some really easy tips on super simple things that literally everyone can do or simple things that you think, well, this isn't even the lifestyle that I'm trying to do. But they're just minor things that you can do and some products that I've tried that just don't work. So hopefully I can pass that along and make it seem more accessible. And that's like one of my biggest goals with this podcast is to not only talk about the hobby farm and things that we do there and those kinds of passions, but also maybe create some excitement around trying to be more sustainable. If you're competitive at all, which... I don't think I'm really a very competitive person when it comes to sports or anything like that. Um, you know, I was a dancer and so I was competitive in that nature, but I was never a soccer player or a volleyball player and I don't get super aggressive when it comes to team sports or anything like that. But if you play me in a game of cribbage or a game of Scrabble, I might get a little competitive there. At least Kyle would probably tell you that. <laughs> But if you are a competitive person, I think a good way to motivate yourself is like making it a goal, making it something that you need to move towards. And like if you can meet these steps, eventually you'll hit that goal. Just making it more personal in that way too can be a little more motivating. I know that when I thought of trying to minimize my waste in my household or minimizing the amount of plastic that I have in my household, the task seemed super daunting. Kyle and I have lots of hobbies, as everyone knows. And then you have your whole kitchen, the amount of things that come in plastic from the grocery store. And frankly, we're busy people and convenience sometimes comes above being not buying the plastic item. So it just seemed really daunting to take on the whole house all at once. So I follow this one Instagram account account called mama.eco. She has some really great tips and I believe it was on there that she talked about tackling one room at a time. And she really highly encourages everyone just to make mistakes and it's a learning process and she's like super zero waste but We'll post every once in a while like, look it, I had to buy this plastic thing because of this reason or whatever. And she just really encourages that it's not a perfect process. So I really enjoy her account and you should go check it out. But she brought on this idea about tackling a room at a time. And 
I was like, that sounds accessible. And when I was looking around my house, I was in my bathroom and realized, I looked around and saw all the plastic that I have, all the throwaway items, items, whether it's my shampoo and conditioner for me and for Kyle, or body wash, or a plastic loofah, or face wash, or my razor that I have to replace the cartridges on all the time, or my dog shampoo, or Q-tips, and toilet paper, and all of these items, and I was like, you know what, this seems like an area that I produce way more plastic and way more garbage than what is necessary, and it's also an area where there's tons of zero-waste products out on the internet somewhere that are easily accessible. So I decided instead of tackling my whole house that I was going to tackle the bathroom. So that's mainly what I wanted to talk about here today is going zero waste or plastic free in my bathroom because I think it is super easy for anyone to do really and some of the products I actually have ended up liking more than other products that I've gotten in the store. And most of these things you can buy online, so I'm not having to go to the store. I get them delivered right to my house. Even better. So I'm just going to kind of talk about all the changes that I've made in my bathroom and the products that I've used, which ones work, which ones don't, where I got them from. So first, I kind of wanted to talk about shampoo and conditioner. We all get our shampoo and conditioner in plastic bottles for the most part. And if you have long hair, you go through way more of it. A lot of these products, too, they have so many extra chemicals and ingredients in there that aren't even good for your hair at all. That has been another aspect of this, was trying to just minimize the amount of chemicals in my bathroom and in my whole household, too. I've done this throughout my household, is just, like, trying to minimize the amount of chemicals that are in my environment and that I'm also putting on my body. I mean, imagine you're like rubbing these chemicals into your scalp. They have, I mean, what is the damage that they could be doing? For those of you who don't really care about that, I get it. There's so many things that are in our environment and it's hard to try to get rid of all of them because these are the products that are given to us. We don't A lot of times it feels like we don't really have a choice in what kind of chemicals we're being exposed to. But that was a simple thing, was replacing my shampoo and conditioner with shampoo and conditioner bars. And when I had first asked my hairdresser about using them, I know she mentioned that she would not recommend using them because I had colored hair. When I first got them, I did have colored hair, like I had gotten my hair dyed, and I did not notice much of a difference between the shampoo bar and conditioner bar and regular shampoo that I would just buy at the store and how it stripped my color. I feel like it faded just the same. If anything, I feel like it faded a little bit slower, but I also haven't been dyeing my hair as much just because... It's not a necessity for me. It doesn't seem like something that I need to be doing. So 
it was just one way to like cut costs was to not dye my hair. So that is not as much of a concern for me, but if you have hair that you color, maybe talk to your hairdresser about the best option. I got mine from the Zero Waste store and the shampoo and conditioner bars come in compostable packaging and backyard compostable too. Like you don't need to bring them to a facility or anything. They're backyard compostable. I've tried three different, I was going to say flavors, but I suppose they're smells if you're not eating them. So three different smells. Um, One was peppermint. Another one was... I'm actually, morning dew maybe I think was another one and then my personal favorite is the sunshine shampoo and conditioner bar. I love them. I mean my hair is healthy. It is soft. It doesn't tangle. I feel like it still has body. I mean I desperately need a haircut but that's not the shampoo and conditioner bar's fault but I feel like they work just as well. I keep them just on like the little shower caddy I have in my shower and I they're super easy to use too they're pretty self-explanatory but they're easy to use and then each bar is about 11 to 14 dollars um, depending on the size and which one you buy from their store which seems pretty comparable when I look at other businesses compared to the zero waste store um, I have seen other companies where they're a lot more expensive That is, I think, super accessible, a really easy switch, and I've had one shampoo bar since, I want to say, about Thanksgiving time. That's a long time. We are in June now, and I only tried the other bars because I wanted to see, like, how well they worked, but I've still been using the same shampoo and conditioner bar, and they're, like, smaller than my palm, and I've been using them since November. So, they have a really long, they last a really long time versus, like, a shampoo or conditioner in a bottle. And then I don't have that bottle that I have to throw away. I also know some hair salons will do refill on shampoo and conditioner. They'll give you a glass bottle and then when you bring them in to get refilled, you pay pay less than what you originally paid for the bottle. So you can always look into your salon to see if that's an option as well if you're wanting to find something that's better for color-treated hair. Another really easy switch that we made, not only in our bathroom but in the rest of our house, is switching to bar soap instead of liquid soap. And I know we all love a foaming hand pump soap in the bathroom, but And they actually do make different tablets and pastes and stuff now that you just add water to and you can put in your, like, in a pump bottle. So you can look into those products. I haven't tried any of them, and I'm perfectly fine using a bar soap. Plus, I always love being in, like, local stores and you see all these handmade soaps. And I always want to buy them, but I never felt like I had a purpose because I was like, what am I going to do with this fancy bar soap? Well, now I buy them and they sit on my bathroom counter and on my kitchen counter so that I can wash my hands with them. I also use bar soap in the shower instead of body wash, and so I don't have any sort of packaging there. They smell great. You can buy them local too, which is what I recommend. Sure, you can buy them online, but there's so many local places around, I mean, around Duluth, but also like if you're in the Twin Cities area or in Wisconsin, you can absolutely find someone local that makes their own soap. 
They're going to have way less chemicals in there. They're going to be super great for your skin. You can find ones that are more specific for your skin too. And I mean, they always just smell good too. Another thing that I bought for my bar soap was this loofah bag that sounds kind of funny when I say that, but it's uh, like loofah material and it's like this mesh bag that you put your bar of soap in and that just hangs in my shower with the soap. So then I'm not getting soap residue in my shower because it's hanging there in the loofah bag. And then you know when your bar of soap gets down to like a really thin piece, it's in the bag. I can still use it all the way until it's gone. If it breaks up, it's fine. I could add another bar of soap in there. It suds up with the bag really nice. And then it's like having a loofah as well. So I absolutely love that. And that product is also compostable. So when that bag gets really worn out and there's not much life in it, I can just put that right in my compost, which is awesome. And that was only $6 from the Zero Waste store. In that same area... I also switched over to lotion bars instead of liquid lotion, which they are a little more difficult to use if I'm being honest. You have to warm them up first, otherwise they just kind of like skid across your skin. So you do have to get them warm, um, but I feel like they're way more moisturizing than some other lotions that have lots of just water in them as an ingredient. And the one that I have smells awesome too. And I'm also making some of my own. I have dandelions and apple blossoms separate, but in an oil right now infusing. And I am going to use that to try to... I've never tried this before. I am experimenting with that. So I'll let you know how that turns out. The one that I have used, I believe, is from a place up the shore a little bit. Okay, I went and grabbed it so I could tell you more about it. So it's from the Hayes Highs. It's H-A-I-G-H. Um, this one here is vanilla cream. It smells super good. And I actually got this as a gift, so I don't know how much it is, but it has ingredients are beeswax, sweet almond, mango butter, vitamin, I think this is vitamin oil and fragrance oil, which I imagine is like essential oil. I also grabbed the packaging for one of the shampoo bars so I could tell you a little more about it. And it actually looks like they have a separate company, which this one came in more of a package before. It was kind of just like compostable paper, but this one has, it says Suds & Co. So I'll have to check out their website. It says sustainably made in the USA. Um, they're plastic-free, vegan-friendly, cruelty-free, palm oil-free as well. And then for ingredients, it says lemon juice, powdered lemon peel, coconut oil, cocoa butter, essential oil blend of lavender and vanilla, apricot seed oil, hemp seed oil, red raspberry seed oil, pro-vitamin B complex, natural seed and clay powder for coloring. And this is the one for the Morning Dew Shampoo Bar. So I just really like how simple the ingredients are. They're all things that I can recognize as well. There's not, like in shampoos and conditioners, half the times the main ingredient is water and then you're paying for this big plastic container that is full of mostly water. That is just something I really like about that. Another thing that you can switch out is your face wash 
which there's tons of ways to kind of make your own face wash and I am lucky in the fact that my skin doesn't react to a whole lot. I don't have super acne prone skin. If anything, my skin is just really dry and so that's something I have to keep in mind. I was looking more into making my own face wash, which actually I just used Dr. Broner's, the like gentle baby, like mild soap as a face wash most of the time, and that seems to work just fine for me. But looking into making my own, the oil base you have to be kind of careful with. They recommend not using olive oil in the U.S. because it can be tainted. Um, and then if you have acne prone skin or oily skin, not to use coconut oil because it actually can clog your pores. So they recommend more like, recommend more like an almond or an avocado oil if you're going to make your own. Um, honey is also antibacterial and really good for dry skin. Um, but like I said, I just use Dr. Broner's. And Dr. Broner's is great because not only, I mean, you can get it in liquid form, which Kyle and I do. I use it for everything. I use it for cleaning. I use it for my laundry. I use it as like a face wash, like I said. Um, it also comes in bar form, which is super great. So we buy um, the tea tree Dr. Broner's in bar form, and that's what we use most of the time as hand soap as well. So a couple things like that. I know it gets kind of more, people get kind of more picky when it comes to things that have to do with their face, especially women when it comes to cosmetics. And I'll do a whole separate episode, dive a little bit more into like feminine hygiene products and sustainable cosmetic wear and hair products and all of that. So, and maybe get some tips from other people too before that and what they do. Another thing that I switched over to was a safety razor or a like metal razor with replaceable blades. I know that this can be kind of intimidating for a lot of people because I was nervous before using one. I was taught how to shave my legs with just like a regular plastic like Bic razor and then eventually graduated to like a nicer razor with like the replaceable cartridges. But holy crap are they expensive. Like the actual razor themselves are like 30 bucks and then you buy like a four pack of the replaceable cartridges that are like 25 bucks and you go through them pretty fast if you're shaving regularly and it's just a pain in the butt honestly and I don't even care about shaving enough to spend money <laughs> that much money and then I saw this safety razor on at the zero waste store um the brand is Albatross or is the brand and that's where you get the blades from and everything too and I was a little nervous I would just assume that I was gonna like cut my legs up just to shreds by using one or if I just touched it my like finger would slice open or something so uh, all these irrational fears but I got one figured I'd try it it was $30 um, and that came with my first set of 10 blades and the first blade lasted me months way longer than any sort of replaceable or throwawayable cartridge the blade lasted so long and I got such a smooth close shave and I nicked myself a couple times like 
ankle bone area, knee area, the typical spots. But really not that bad. And I am so happy that I made that switch. And then you can buy replacement blades for $350. They also send you a package to put your used blades in. So when you get new blades, you send in your old ones and they have some sort of recycling process of some sort. But it's just like such a more sustainable way to go about shaving. Another really sustainable way to go about shaving is just to not do it too. So that's an option as well. I know that people aren't super on board with that. We have a lot of gender standards when it comes to shaving, um, especially as women. But that's an option as well. Otherwise, you can switch over to a safety razor. I say just go for it because I really, I was nervous about it, but it was a really awesome switch. Another thing that Kyle and I switched over to a couple years ago was toothpaste bites instead of tube toothpaste. I had this moment where I was like, we go through toothpaste. We have these, there's so much plastic in a tube of toothpaste and you're going through the whole thing and you can hardly ever get all the toothpaste out of the tube anyways and it gets all like goopy on it. We had a pain in the butt trying to keep it clean. Um, so we actually tried to make our own toothpaste which was really easy to do. I don't remember the recipe off the top of my head here but we made our own toothpaste and it worked well but it was just kind of messy. We bought like a little tool in order to like scoop it out because it was more like a paste just in a jar and then to put on our toothbrushes because we didn't want to put our toothbrushes right into the paste because that seemed gross. It was also coconut oil was one of the ingredients and so it would solidify sometimes and liquefy. Well it liquefy and then there was a huge mess and then when it solidified, all the ingredients would separate when it solidified. So there was also like baking soda in there, I believe. And every once in a while you'd get some and it was just like straight up baking soda. And it was not good. We weren't a huge fan of that. And if you can come up with a better solution, I say go for it. I also know that there's a lot of toothpaste powders out there, which I think probably work just as great. I haven't tried any of them. But again, I just see people dipping their toothpaste toothbrush in the powder and I just think about all the bacteria that's probably on your toothbrush. Anyways, I saw this product online through the company Bites Toothpaste Bits and I'll put the link in the show notes but it was one of the best switches Kyle and I ever made. They're a little more expensive um, than regular tube of toothpaste but we decided it was worth it in the long run. And they're just individual bites that you throw in your mouth and you crunch it up a little bit and then you wet your toothbrush and just the water on your toothbrush makes it foam right up. It foams up, they're minty, it makes my teeth feel cleaner for longer. I really like them. We are on a schedule too so they just, we get replacements sent to us every few months and they come in a cardboard box with compostable packaging and we just refill the same jar that was sent to us originally. So it's a great program. Check them out. That was one of the best switches we ever made. Things like mouthwash and floss too are really easy switches. I have a replaceable floss container that I just buy the refill for the little glass container. 
Mouthwash is something also that you can get that is super easy to make yourself um, with the essential oils or hydrogen peroxide or whatever. That is something that's super easy and it's also not a necessity too. Another big thing is deodorant, which you can also make deodorant yourself. Um, I tried this, but I have like I have really sensitive skin, so I can't actually use baking soda products right on my skin. I get super irritated. It's not a good time. Even a lot of natural deodorants, I react really strong to. And I did make the switch to natural deodorants. Um, I just kind of have to like moderate my usage of them. And I've tried, like, all of the natural deodorants to find a couple that work for me. One of being native deodorant, which I don't react to at all, and it works super great. Um, there's also tons of different deodorants out there that have replaceable containers, so you just buy the insert for them. Or the Zero Waste Store has a company that they sell for that it come in cardboard containers. And I believe you just have to buy new ones, but it's all compostable packaging too. So there's lots of options out there for deodorant. And for people who are worried about making the switch to natural deodorant, it's not as bad as people say it is. It, I made the switch a while ago. And I think the first two weeks were maybe the worst of it. And after that, like, I don't think I've had any issues with it at all. And it's actually made me less stinky as a person than when I was using deodorants with aluminum. So there's some days that if I'm not doing much, I don't have to wear deodorant at all. And frankly, I don't smell bad. So I don't know. It's definitely something to look into. I know that can be kind of an iffy thing with people as well. Another great thing that Kyle and I did was put a compost in our bathroom, which it felt like just like this big light bulb moment when we thought to put a compost in our bathroom. We were thinking about the kinds of products that we go through in our bathroom and it'd be like a cotton swab or a cotton ball or toilet paper or Kleenex or hair from shaving the dogs or taking, clogging out the drain or whatever. Those are, all those things are compostable. So we put a compost in our bathroom and now I maybe have one or two items in the actual trash can in our bathroom every month or two. Really almost all the products in my bathroom are compostable and that has been like one of the best things. So although we are getting the reusable q-tips for like cleaning our own ears and whatnot, we also are keeping regular Q-tips just because we use them for so many things, especially with the dogs, whether and cotton balls as well, cleaning the dog's ears or if they have wounds or anything like that. And they're just a really handy thing to have, but they're also compostable. So I don't feel super guilty about having those items in my bathroom. And then the biggest change that Kyle and I made was switching to a bidet. And I hope that you've gotten this far in this episode. I maybe should have put this at the top. Because this is the savior for our bathroom, is our bidet. And I know a lot of people think it's gross or weird to use a bidet. But honestly, it's like the best decision we ever made. 
when COVID started happening and everyone went out and bought a ton of toilet paper, we had five rolls in our closet and we didn't even bat an eye because we go through maybe a roll of toilet paper every month and a half, something like that. We go through hardly any toilet paper. And I think it's probably mostly from me blowing my nose or something like that too, or just wiping off the sink real quick, probably more so than actually using it when I go to the bathroom. Our bidet we got from this company called Tushy, and they're super reasonably priced. You can get them anywhere from like 40 bucks to like 160 bucks or something like that, depending on how fancy you want to go. But you can go real simple with it. I would just get the base model. We absolutely love ours. It does take a little bit of getting used to, but I mean, it's common sense. If you got poop on your hand, would you just wipe it off with a paper towel or would you wash your hands? Right? So it just makes sense. Almost all other countries use bidets. Don't fact check me on that, but a lot of other countries use bidets. It just makes sense. And instead of toilet paper, we have <clears throat> these little white washcloths that I wash and bleach every once in a while and we just keep them rolled up on the back side and this there's like a shelf above our toilet and I just keep them up above there and we use those and have a little hamper next to the toilet so you can use it afterwards to dry yourself off, throw it in the hamper, then I wash those and it has been so great. We go through hardly any toilet paper. We also have a septic tank so we're saving our septic tank too from having to be pumped more often by not putting as much paper products in there. So really it's just been an awesome thing to have and I know a lot of people who have come here have tried it. Some people are a little weirded out by it. I've had my friend has a little kid and they tried it out and she was trying to show them how to use it and it ended up spraying her so that's kind of funny. And some friends are, other friends are a little weirded out by it. But I've also had some people who have used ours and then were like, okay, I'm getting one. We have some couple of friends that have gone out and bought one after using ours or hearing that we have one. And I just like really encourage everyone to do it. They're super easy to install too. You just lift up the toilet seat, you clamp it onto your toilet, you hook it up to the water supply, and it's good to go. So they're really easy to use. You can take it with you too. So if you're in an apartment, you can take it to your next apartment when you move. So I just really, really encourage everyone to do that, even if it weirds you out. If you're in the Duluth area too and you want to try it out, you can awkwardly come to my house and ask to use my bathroom if you would like. I am fine with that. <laughs> but yeah, those are just some of the many changes that we've made in our bathroom. That, and now we have hardly any plastic products in there. One thing I wanted to talk about too though was the fact that we didn't just go and do this all at once. We slowly used up products and then we replaced them. So I used up my shampoo and conditioner before I started using the shampoo bar. There was no point in me wasting something. Um, and we still have a few things in our bathroom that are that are plastic, that have, that are wasteful, but 
we just wanted to fully use that product before we replace it. For example, we have dog shampoo in there and it's like almost a full bottle. Um, but we wanted to completely use it up. I did buy a dog shampoo bar from the Zero Waste store that I'm super excited to try. But it's just sitting in my closet for now until I can get you it once I finish up the last product. So that's just something to know too that like it's not something that's going to happen overnight. You can slowly replace things as you use them up. And I think that's the best way of going about it. And then eventually you end up like us where you have a bathroom with zero waste with zero plastic and it's such a good feeling to like finally get to that goal and now I'm starting to think of ways too of like being more sustainable in the way that I buy things so originally I was buying everything from the zero waste store and I love that it's super convenient but they also sell for other companies so now I can go and I can look at those companies now that they've introduced them and buy directly from the company or I can try to make things myself like the lotion bars. Instead of buying the lotion bars, I can try to make something myself or make my own mouthwash and just kind of experimenting with things and seeing what works and what else I need to buy. And I also really encourage people to try to shop small and shop local. Um, I try to do that as much as possible. So like I said, my bar soap, I try to shop local because there's so many places around here of people who make that. Um, Also, I did that with, like, my beeswax wraps that I have in my kitchen. Those are all around town, made by local people. They're also super easy to make yourself, but just small products like that. Like, if I know that they're out there and I can buy them local, I'm going to try to do that instead of buying online. Just one way to lower your footprint super easily as well. But, yeah, just keep an eye out for that. And if you have any questions about where I got things, you can check out the show notes. I'll put some links in there. Um, You can also check out the Instagram. I will put up some photos of some products that I have, as well as if you go to my personal page at charlienhe on Instagram, I posted a video a little while ago talking about trying to make my house more sustainable. And I did a whole little video on the bathroom. So if you want to check that out as well, go for it. Um, Feel free to message me too on Instagram or if you have my personal number, ask me questions. I'm super happy or I'm super happy to point you in the right direction. Um, Also on my personal Instagram, I have recently started trying to sell a lot of the necklaces. I have tons of inventory. From when I was making necklaces a lot and I don't keep up on that Loonstone Instagram anymore just because it was one task that I really didn't want to try to do um but I have tons of necklaces sitting around and I've been trying to figure out ways to contribute more to the Black Lives Matter movement and and one thing that has been really tough is I don't have like a whole lot of extra money to donate. So I was trying to figure out a way that I can make some extra money. So I'm trying to sell all this necklace inventory in order to donate. The organization I decided to donate to is called Holistic Hue, I want to say. It's H-E-A-U-X. They're a couple of sisters 
who started this company in 2015 and they're all about healing and helping their community and holistic health and right now they're doing a rebellion relief fund for mothers and children in the Twin Cities area. So all this money that is being donated goes right back into black and brown communities and there are a couple of beautiful black women who own this business about helping other people and healing things naturally and they're just absolutely amazing. So please check out their website at holisticq.com or on Instagram at H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C-H-E-A-U-X. Um, they're also taking donations through the Cash App at that or Venmo at the same thing. But check out their Instagram or their website. They're just beautiful people who have such a great message and they're doing something really great right now. And all the necklaces that I sell currently, I've already sold a handful, but I have a lot more in my inventory. But I'm trying to sell those, and everything that I sell, I am donating to them and their Rebellion Relief Fund. And I'm just hoping that I can make a little bit more money for them. I'll also round up whatever ends up being the total after a little while. So if you want to check out that, I would really appreciate it. And then this next week... I will be doing an episode, I think on, I haven't fully decided, but I think I'll be doing it about the goats, just kind of introducing Lester and Amity and talking about why we got goats and what I do differently and what's so great about having goats too. So if you want to take a listen to that and I will talk to you all soon. Thank you. Have a good night.